I want more than just a piece. Wanna be heard from the west to the east. I worked in my craft and I prayed for my time on the scene. The man have never left my team. 19, love the right creed. Nah, I'm not a right breed, but I might be. In my crease, now kids hit up my G. I'll still never sell out my theme. Well, you know about heritage. You go inherited. Don't chill with the snakes, but the flow's still venomous. Perspective is everything. So much lemonade, I don't know what a lemon is. Hey, Mike, how's it going? How are you? <laughs> Sorry. I'm halfway through a croissant. Evidently. Mm-hmm. But I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Are you in the Christmas mood yet? I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love Christmas. Okay. This is the thing. Um, it's my favorite time of the year. I think it's the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. That sounds like you planned it. You planned it. No, that, but I, yeah, I did. No, but I, I am absolutely a Christmas buff. But I feel like it's taken me a while to feel Christmas this year. Why? Cost of living? Ugh, let's not even get started. <laughs> not cost of living. It just feels like this year, like, zoomed past me. Yeah. I feel like a lot has happened this year. And before I know it, we're in the next month. And before I know it, we're in the next month. And yeah. it's just like over my head it is pretty crazy from a news perspective a lot has happened this year it's yeah. been a bumper year there's lots of <laughs> lots of things to discuss um but also from a work perspective as well because i i have i have a holiday end of december so there's that little period where i'm just trying to get the whole everything done everything done and it's just like yo this is gonna be difficult so it's felt it's felt doubly busy but christmas is great man my favorite thing about christmas is everyone's in a good mood even like the, well, even the sour people, you know, then uh, some people like playing like the whole hard to get, like uh, uh, Christmas, but like Christmas Eve, even they kind of yeah, there's a little yeah, smile, you're happy. like, there we go, there he is, there she is, kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, well, not to knock your spirits down, but <laughs> let's get into everything great that has happened this year. It's been a crazy year, man. First question, yeah. How many prime ministers have we had this year? <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. The fact that we've had, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, technically three, right? Um, that's like a record, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I did not see it coming. Um, obviously, we had this whole, you know, will Boris go, won't he thing. But I was certain, you know, he would go and then we would have a leader and then, you know, that would be it till the next general election and not, and what transpired wasn't that. So <clears throat> it, it, it is a, it's a unique thing. Um, I am looking forward to later on, you know, in the history books where like young people see a lady kind of doing PMQs, like who's she? And they're like, oh, that's Britain's shortest, shortest, <laughs> shortest reigning prime minister ever. And like, who's she? And like, you know, that, that kind of, cause she will be the butt of every judge. She'll be the kind of hard question in the trivia. Would it be like, you know, who was the second prime minister? You're like, oh, no, sorry, a third female prime minister. You're like, and people be like, we've only had two. It's like, no, but there was our third one. He was there for 50 days. She's like the, the third <laughs> member of Destiny's Child. Well, no, I think all of, I don't, I think that's a bad comparison. I think all, oh. the, la all the ladies in Destiny's Child are, are of equal value. <laughs> well, equal. I think so, Good. but, you know, culture. Yeah, she, she just, she just, you know what I think about Liz Truss? I don't think she believes she was Prime Minister. I think she couldn't believe it as well. Do you know what I couldn't believe is how she literally just like walked out. <laughs> yeah, she just said. I remember the first time I heard that, and I was like, "What do you mean she just walked out?" Yeah, and I think I was even asking you, and you were like, "Yeah, she literally just walked out." She's very odd. She, she's very odd. She lacks political talent. I think this is kind of obvious. So why did they want her so bad? Um, I think it was an experiment. Um, in that, you know, she was promising a lot of hardcore conservatives what they want to hear mm. a sort of rerun of trickle down economics this idea that economic growth happens when you unleash business to, mm. to re and, and high earners to go for it and if they go for it they'll then spend money on the business you know the money will sort of trickle down and then everybody else will be will, will be well off she basically tried that again right um although I, I i have heard people say that you know and i think it's true but i think it's also slightly different in that it, it isn't just trickle down economics as normal is it was also a unbalanced budget where they announced tax cuts in a sort of mini budget and then said later on we'll explain the full details. Yeah. But of course the market reacted mm -hmm. to what they said kind of instantly. And we also, we saw the, the, the pound crash and 
my holiday plans sort of, you know, almost up in smoke because I was like, oh my gosh, a pound is basically a dollar, yeah. which hasn't happened for a long, long time. So yeah, it was just, she was just unique. She, she was uniquely incompetent, I would say, at the prime ministerial role. And she surrounded herself with people who were equally, uniquely kind yeah. of incompetent. So it was just kind of cabal of incompetence, which obviously adds- ended, you know, with a, with a, with a great big, big great big crash. And to add salt to injury, yeah, she brought along our dear brother, <laughs> Kwasi Kwarteng. <laughs> yeah, I said it when we spoke earlier. It's such a shame. It's a big, big shame because Kwasi could have really inspired a generation of black mm. people. I'm not one for identity politics, but I think it is important when you have the first. You know, it's good to get the first in. And he didn't have a chance. I mean, they were like half asleep and, he, and then he was gone. You know, he was there for the whole of one hour. Yeah. So, they, so they didn't get a chance to really see a black man occupy the second most powerful office. Uh, but I feel like we heard him. Don't you think so? <laughs> I think we heard him. Yeah. I mean, we heard it. The whole world it was heard just his bad. budget. Like, yeah. and I, I actually think controversially, I think that was a, kind of a good thing to kind of expose how identity politics isn't necessarily the answer to everything and that you can have people who look like you who disagree with you and them being able to disagree with you or have their whatever shows like it allows you the opportunity to justify what you think yeah for your own self as opposed to like oh well i'm gonna agree with this person because they look like me but evidently he didn't agree with a lot of people yeah I, I mean, this is oddly enough, Matt seemed like an odd aside. It's one of the reasons I love TikTok because every time I go on TikTok now, I see just the wide panoply of like black thought. I'll see a young person who's like a black young conservative and he's talking about being pro-choice. Then I'll read someone who's like, burn the system down, win the new system. Mm-hmm. Then I'll hear the kind of libertarians who are like, oh, well, just, just make sure the rules are followed. And you just get the white, and you just see like, wow, there's lots of different types of black people. As we've often said, black people aren't a monolith, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I find that refreshing. Obviously, the Commentons Network is all about exposing people to different perspectives. So I would think that. But I hate when I see people who say like, you know, who question his blackness, you know, and all, yeah. all these sort of things that I just think is just below the belt and just like yeah, nonsense. Yeah, because he's not for the people. Remember, you saw that MP who came out and was like, yo, he doesn't sound black. Who said that? Remember, this is when he, um, when he first got elected and he gave like a oh. kind of speech. And um, this Asian MP, I forgot her name. She came out and said that, um, you know, he doesn't sound very black. She had to kind of then kind or of apologize and stuff like that. Yeah, because it was ridiculous. What does, yeah. what does sounding black yeah. mean? What was he meant to say? I, I, that just was beyond me. I but just that's like, like a theme for politicians these days anyway. You just say something outlandish and then you apologise. Yeah, great. no, but I think she actually meant that because she was on a radio show and she was like, he's not, he doesn't represent us. He doesn't sound black, you know. And I just but she's thought, Asian. Yeah. But it's like, no, the, the BMT, I said BMT. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sandwich. <laughs> What's it called again? BME community. <laughs> BAME. BAME. Oh, BAME, sorry. Not yeah. BME. Not BME, See, BAME, no. I think it's BAME, but all inclusive, we get yeah, it. Just let us know in the comments section. <laughs> Is it BAME up here? No, even BAME. that's controversial now. People are like, you shouldn't group group the demographics together. It did It did always strike me as odd. Mm. Black and minority ethnics. Yeah. It's like, yo, there's a lot that's of diversity. Like Zayn Malik representing being the face of Black History Month. Was he? Yeah, that was like, not this year, maybe a couple of years ago. What, what, what it was at my was university, for? that's why I know. <laughs> Zayn Which Malik. I won't, I won't expose. But obviously, so, so Zayn Malik is. So they Asian. did like this whole. Um, Sorry, I'm Black eating because it's a Christmas episode. So I'm just gonna. I'm just <laughs> gonna they did like this whole Black muscle. History Month um, campaign where they like put people's faces around campus or whatever, hmm. and they put Zayn Malik as like one of the key people, and it was a huge issue. I think if he's one of them, was it Bay Month or Black History? It was Month? Black History Month. Okay, so you should have waited to. Like South Asian Heritage Month okay. or something like that. I mean, I reserve my comments. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of campaigns, a um, lot going on in the social media spaces. You mm-hmm. mentioned TikTok. Um, how mm. about Twitter and a certain Elon Musk? So I just realized this has become like an a- a- ASMR podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like chewing frantically. Um, yeah, man, that was that was that was interesting. A really long public battle, mm. I would say, um, and now he's just he's just blown the company up. It's interesting. I think the company will survive. 
Um, I think it has to, like, it's, I think it will take a lot to bring something like Twitter down because of the amount of people that use it. Like, even if the, the, like the leadership would have to do something really bad for it to be like, yeah, Twitter's cancelled. Like Twitter is the platform for cancelling, not the platform that gets cancelled. I agree. I also think it's it's the nature of Twitter users as well. Okay. Um, unlike other apps, Twitter users, it's not, a lot, it's not that big and when you compare it to say a Facebook or even a TikTok, but Twitter users are addicted mm. to Twitter. It's typically journalists, writers, mm. people who write the creative type. Um, and a lot of them are practitioners, you know. Um, and so it's just part of their workflow. It's part of yeah. what they do. They've spent years building an audience on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some have a blue check. You know, there's there's a whole life wrapped up in that app. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't just like be deleted in the same way I think, you know, MySpace just disappeared. And we're like, <gasps> um, do you remember having MySpace? Yeah, exposing our age. Our age? So you speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole bunch of them myspace bebo i remember bebo all the other yeah let's not let's not go too far anyway so moving on yeah. oh i said i actually have to insert some christmas jokes because it's, oh, it's definitely great. christmas i love a joke i love okay christmas great jokes. so cool speaking as we were seeing as we were speaking about um destiny child earlier mm-hmm. why do reindeer like beyonce so much because she says ho ho ho. No. <laughs> Where did Beyonce say ho ho ho? Single ladies. Ho ho ho. <laughs> no, it's because she slays. That's quite good. That's good. And she does slay. Beyonce was in my top artist for Spotify Wrapped. Oh, really? Which is so random. Do you know what? I, that actually doesn't surprise me. You think I like Beyonce? I think you have a very like like ballads. Although she doesn't really do ballads these days. Yeah, but. yeah she doesn't. I think what it is is it's the last album she... She released, I think I just played that over and over again. Mainly in the office. I think the issue is when your Spotify is also used for off, for the office, you don't get to play your own music. Um, 1084. Thanks. Um, <laughs> um, so she, she basically released that album. I played it for the office and I think I just racked up the oh. numbers. Cause I don't listen to Beyonce like in my house. Like that's, just... that's like, that's funny though. That's like my friend um, who has two children now under two. Yeah. And his top five were all from Encanto. This is what I mean. It would be very odd if she was just <laughs> listen, listening to that on the, in the drive to work sort of vibe. That's it. And he actually listens to like music. So the fact that these are the top five, I'm like, wow, yeah. this parenting life. Yeah, my, it, it, it messes up your Spotify rap. Yeah. I was ashamed to show my, it's, it's just so random. I think number one was Beyonce, then it was like Amy Winehouse. Then it was like, it was just like, what's But they're going? similar, kind of. Beyonce and Amy Winehouse. Let me not get cancelled. Let me fe- reserve my comments. That sing. That's, that's probably Sorry. as far as the similarity. I'm I joking. won't even talk They're about They're both very my, soulful. I won't talk about my raps because I was actually embarrassed by my rap. Yeah. Who was your number I'm number one artist? I'm not saying. Fair enough. Um, but he has a concert coming up. <laughs> well, it was Chris Brown. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was not Chris Brown. Anyways. Asake. He that has an ear. Okay. What did you just say? Asake. You're actually trolling. You're definitely trolling. So with that, I'm going to move on to the next um, <laughs> next portion of the, the podcast. Um, I feel like, no, Christmas time is really important. Yeah, was, was that the one joke he slayed? No, we're going to th- th- throw, oh, throw them in oh, yeah. as the sprinkle. Sprinkle. I like that. Can't give them too much now. You have That's to keep listening to the end. Very smart. Duh. See? I like that. Um, right. So Christmas, we've established. It's, it's Christmas, time yeah. for, you know, celebrating, mm-hmm. thinking, reflecting. Well, Jesus, really. Yep, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Everything but Jesus. <laughs> um, but uh, sometimes it's also a time for grief. You know, thinking about people that you have lost this year. Okay, the Queen. And us Brits have really been oh, through it this year. I just jumped the gun. Us, yeah, you did jump the gun, <laughs> but let's pretend that didn't happen. Us Brits <laughs> have been through a lot this year with the passing of our dear monarch. I don't even know what her title is. I'm about to say Miss Queen Elizabeth, but I think it's just, it's just Queen, isn't Queen it? Elizabeth II. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II, the Queen. after the longest reign. Um, what are your thoughts? On her dying. Has it broken your heart? Oh yeah, well, at the time it was actually quite difficult. I remember I was um, driving from the office and I heard Andrew Marr break it on, on LBC oh. News and he literally was tearing up. He was like, <gasps> like he was really tearing up whilst he reported it. And it, it, it was just, I mean, away from politics and whatever, just 
it's just to have a constant not be there. It's just yeah. was was just sort of like a trip, right? So mm. initially it was just a shock of oh my, she's actually dead. But I'm not sure if it was okay. I understand that. Actually, like I, I know the she realization. was. It was expected. But uh, yeah, I think but it, it was, was also kind of shocking. Eased, kind yeah, of. Yeah, but it's like it's just a con. I mean, if you have an old parent that you've that's been yeah. around all your life, of course you're not like yeah, it was about time. Like you're 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 um. You expect it because you're yeah. like they're getting older, but it's still like. But you're still like she was a constant. Like every experience I have growing up in the UK, the Queen is part of in some regard. Like, really? Yeah, like you know every you know whether it's the Olympic Games, with all the kind of moments oh, that I'm like, okay. that are, like are national moments. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's there in some capacity. So it is. It, it was a you know it was difficult. And now, of course, I have lots of Republican friends. I have lots of people who don't really care. But even on the human level, it is just sad. Yeah. You know? I mean, depends who you speak to, though. Some people were like, yeah, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, but I find it odd. I think people who celebrate death, it probably shows more about them than yeah. the thing. The thing is, I, I, I think it was definitely something to mourn, obviously. Um, but I don't think the people who thought differently were necessarily celebrating death. I feel like it's, a, it's this whole conversation about, like, nationalism and like how patriotic you feel to your country specifically england um and obviously there's all this talk about you know where are you from where are you from mike <laughs> i am from am i allowed to ask you that yes you are i'm from nigeria originally um but um i'm also from southeast london that's where i grew okay. up that's my hometown um my formative years were spent there traveled all across south london and southeast london um spent a brief uh, period in kent Okay. The dark years. Um, and, then, and then I made my way to Manchester for a while. And then I um, made, I'm back in London. Okay. Well, thanks for the, the biography. Thanks, for not, thanks oh. for not touching my hair. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to work with. So. <laughs> Such is life. Um, but actually, I am going to bring that up. I think it's interesting because I would equally say that I'm, I'm British. I'm Nigerian. Um, I wouldn't go into all the details you went into, but I'm British, I'm Nigerian. Um, a certain Ngozi Fulani um, had an issue with that yeah. recently. What are your thoughts on that whole debacle? Yeah, I mean, of course, like most things, it's, it's sort of got spun into the culture war and it just lacks nuance. Was you know? it spun though? Because that that's what she presented. No, I think what's happened when I say spun into the culture war is now... now the right-wing position is to be like, oh, it's an innocent question. And the left-wing position is to be like, well, no, the British uh, people. And so it's, it's like, like one or the other. Yeah, and I don't see it that kind of black and white. I think, um, you know, what she was wearing at the time, mm. I understand why someone might think, oh, she's not from this country. Mm -hmm. Hence the initial question, where are you from? Um, and I think that's totally innocent. You know, I don't know Lady Hussey, so I, I can't speak too much about that. But uh, the kind of supplementary of where yeah. you're from, where you're from, that's when I'm like, that's clearly ridiculous. If that actually happened ridiculous. though, because like that transcript yeah. that she posted off of her own memory yeah. seems very like weird. Like people don't talk like that. Like um, I can see this is going to be a challenge to to find out where you're from. Like maybe because no, she's royal, I, 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 don't, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think it's like hard to imagine something like that happening. I can see something like that happening. I can sure. definitely understand like that someone repeatedly asking you where you're from. Like if, if I've told you where I'm from, like accept the answer and move on. Like it's, yeah. read the room. But also, thing. yeah, exactly. So that, that for me is probably the bigger issue is that if you're making someone uncomfortable, irrespective of what race they are, what yeah, they're wearing, exactly. you should, as someone who does public events, often be able to kind of spot that, oh, this person doesn't feel yeah, very but comfortable. Yeah, she's old, like... I, I see, that. People. that's another argument I hate, the kind of old thing is like, well, she's not like blind she's literally or deaf old, like, or anything She's older like that. than the so, queen. Yeah, but what does that, what does that mean? You, you still, you still I, have to... I feel like, I'm not saying I accept the behaviour, yeah. But it gets to, it's kind of like, even people I know personally who are like in their 60s, there are some things I don't bother talking to them about. Yeah, but she's a public servant with all due respect. Like she, okay. she's part of the royal family. Well, not part of the royal family. She was, in, uh, she was, um, she used to serve the queen. Um, I don't actually know if she's older than the queen, by the way. Yeah, I? yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure about her age, but irrespective, in her capacity, representing that family or representing mm -hmm. the institution, so to speak, um, you know, she, she 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 needs to behave properly, yeah. and that was like a dereliction of her duty in some part, um, and it wasn't proper behavior. So it's just kind of that for me is what it's what it is. Now there's a there's an undercurrent of racism for sure, because I wonder you know someone's like oh you know it's because of what she was wearing. I'm like, well if you saw a white person wearing like a dashiki, 
and you went to them like, oh, where are you from? And they're like, oh, uh, Battersea. I think that's but where the I conversation also, would end. Yes, but even- <laughs> You don't go, even no, where are you really from? Even, where are you really from? Mm-hmm. Where are you from? And then they're touching her hair. The you don't touch black women's okay, hair. Okay, I don't know. know. I didn't read that. Yeah, she, she moved her hair allegedly to the side. Oh, oh. To, 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 to try and see the name badge. I mean, I also think that um, colloquially, um, asking someone where you're from, like you understand what they're asking you. Because she first sent, she first said, oh, I'm- our company is from, or our organization is from whatever. And she said, no, where are you from? Right? So that one is like, okay, cool. She's asking, where are you from? Then she said, I don't know, London or something. Yeah, Hackney. That, yeah, that is where it should have ended. Of course. But then, and then at she the said same I was born time, here. exactly. Because she like, said she was born, want? yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like when someone asks me where I'm from, I understand the question as in they're not asking me where I was born necessarily. They're asking me what my heritage is. Do they have, a duty to like right uh do you mean do if they have do they no, have a, if, do they have like a is there an argument that they should either educate themselves or rephrase their question or whatever yes but i also think colloquially like it's a normal thing to ask people where they're from and understand that to mean what's your heritage also on top of that i could actually very much accuse miss ngozi falani of cultural appropriation because that's not her name and she's not nigerian <laughs> That's so, the, the plot thickens. I didn't know that. What, she's what not is, like her name. I, it's like Marlene something, but like her, she changed her name to Ngozi Fulani, which is a Nigerian. I don't know why. Well, might how do you know she's not Nigerian as well? Maybe well, she, she the, said she's British, so no, but she might have. I mean, people there's dual citizenship. She might have decided at that stage to speak about her Britishness. So why didn't um, she say that she's also Nigerian when she was asked where she's from? I don't know. I think there's a lot of what if and why. You know what could have happened, what she should have said, but. If you base it on that, the interaction that we're aware of, that we we saw, yeah. like I said, I just think she overstepped the uh, the uh, lady in question. Um, and realistically, if someone tells you they're born here and, and you can tell they don't want to have the conversation, continuing to kind of make them feel comfortable, especially when you realize yeah. it wasn't just a colloquial interaction at the bus stop. This is someone being invited but it's also because of only their work. One- no, invited because of their work to do with uh, empowering females and women mm-hmm. um and the way those sort of things go you say your name they say a, a few things about your organization and, and you, you move, move on, on. Yeah. that that's the whole kind of social etiquette in that in that so she broke rank by yeah. probing into like you, you know trying to do ancestry test there and there yeah, like, yeah definitely you know, it was like <laughs> it was like yo i've told you where i'm from so you're born get over move it, on, move on. sort of vibe you know, then touching the hair without the person's permission. These are yeah, all, it, it just reeks of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And even the whole sort of like, it's a question. You should just answer it. If, if there's no issue, answer yeah, it. Yeah, I like, mean, it, it, equally, no. I could equally refuse to give you any answer. Of course, you could be like, I don't want right. to talk about that. Like, I'm not, yeah. with all due respect, I'm not here to talk about that. Yeah. Like, I'm here to talk about the work we're doing with Sister Space. Let's move yeah. on. Okay. It's funny. I, 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 I feel like I'm fighting for Ngozi. <laughs> Who am I fighting? I'm not fighting for anyone. I feel like my view is quite fighting moderate on that. Don't you think? I don't care for the royal family, can't I? Oh, wait, Whoa. let me not say that. <laughs> well, if, it's, if it's how you feel. I mean, not that, like, I don't have a positive or negative view of them. Like, I'm just, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't follow them. I don't know anything about Megan. Was Megan popular this year? <laughs> did her Did her reputation change? Sorry, I'm trying to... I when was that Oprah interview? Was that this year? I don't remember. <laughs> this year's been a blur, Yanni. <laughs> mm. I'm just going to give Mike a couple minutes to finish his cake. I'm actually not very fast when it comes to eating <laughs> stuff. Your question was is was Helen sorry not Helen was, was Megan Megan pop, like what was what was the I don't follow the world same family, old so same old the... same old same old you know lots of articles about her questioning her sort of her motivations you know it's so interesting to me that anything that the Duke and Duchess do is the Duchess that gets accused of like yeah. controlling things yeah um, but I think that that's in relationships in general the women always tend to get the the Brun, even if the man is objectively wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really odd. Like they'll be like, they'll be like, you know, the the documentary, for instance, that, that's, uh, you know, um, released on Netflix on the eighth of December. It's not the eighth today. You shouldn't it's have said that. Christmas. 
we'll cut that bit out. <laughs> um, the documentary that's been released, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, this is this does irreparable damage to the royal family. And then in the next breath, they're like, why does she hate the royal family so much? Why she do it? And you're like, she's not a director. Are, the, are they real though? Like, are the the people saying that? No, as in. Well, in a way, but like the media lines, the press lines, like are they real or is it just entertainment? Uh, I think it's it's it may be entertainment to them, and obviously maybe drive. I feel like clicks. it's just trying to get yeah, trying to get clicks. But it's real in that it affects people. I mean, we saw the real effects on Meghan, and we yeah. saw the real effects on on Prince Harry as well. Like it it affects them. So um, and but I think equally, that, and I, and people I, say that they're acting. Yeah, I mean that's neither here nor there. You know, I. I don't think know. I don't think they're acting, um, but again, it's just my thoughts. Yeah, um, I would be very, I would, I would be very shocked to think all of this was an act for fun. It's like, mate, who who wouldn't like adulation and like people kind of like co-signing whatever you do, which was what was given to them at the beginning, and then just like that, things just switch. So, what made the switch? Was there like a point? A myriad of things. A myriad of things. I think from the beginning there was probably some people in the royal, uh, sorry, in the um, in the institution that didn't want them to succeed because they might have saw the popularity that, that they were kind of starting to garner. Um, there were some people in the media who, from the from the get go, didn't really think. Hmm, this the thing is, right? I'm, I'm not sure the some media care that much. I think the media want a story. So if going care, against care this that person, much what do you mean? In that, oh. We're gonna write this story because we don't want Megan to succeed. I don't think they care. I think they care about getting the clicks, getting the views, and getting the the press amped up so that they can make their money. I don't think they're actually that invested in whether what is happening to the individuals they write about. I think they are. <laughs> to what end? What oh, would be I mean, their benefit? The, just, I mean, <laughs> you, you have to understand that the relationship between the media and the royal family goes back a long, long time. Okay, there that's was an institutional obsession with but, the royal family. But because that, that's that different now then. Well, it's, it's, the, it's a fairy tale. Yes, there's a business case to be made about driving clicks and getting whatever, but it's also, you have to realize like, you know, for a lot of people, both the media and the public, public this is their fairy tale. Um, in an increasingly kind of godless society, a lot of people look up to this institution as a sort of, it's what they talk about all the time at home. And, I, and, I, and I've seen this like kind of traveling around um, the country, especially when I was younger doing, and as a member of the Parliament, all that kind of stuff, People spoke about the royal family all the time. And I used to be so confused. Like, there's nothing. Why is, why is it, why is it so interesting? People yeah. you know, just talk about it. So, like, so I think we shouldn't underplay the, the institutional obsession, the race factor. This country has a hard time dealing with race. So, seeing a mixed race person entering the royal family, <laughs> I think some people got very excited by that. And, case in point, if you kind of just read articles written about her, it's, it's very clear that there's an odd, eerie obsession that you kind of wonder where's it from. So what about like the obsession with Diana? Would you not compare, make, would they not be comparative? Um, yes, but the difference about with, Di with Princess Diana now is now you've got social media in a, you know, which allows you to kind of, you know, the volume, if you like, of hatred and the speed at which things can spread now is mm -hmm. so much worse. So I would say, of course, we could never compare the impact, you know, these things have on the two individual women but i think megan has like just because of the social media factor it just compounds the effect so, you know, it's why they they but kind the, of I, I left social media yeah i understand like it being everyone's I guess, a critic. more everyone's intense got now but i don't think the motive is necessarily amplified because the result is amplified like of, the same way they race. went after diana it's they're going the same, after it's megan the same way i mean they went after them but they're not attacking them for the same things. You know, M Megan is being called, you know, straight out of Compton, all these sort of things, all mm -hmm. these racial slurs and epithets that you're like, where's this from? Mm -hmm. um, people questioning, according to her, the, the color of her baby. Would it be, what kind of shade would it be? That sounds wild. Of course it does. Can say but that. again, I don't think it's too out of, I mean, if someone's saying we're going to have a problem what with What color you, is the color? What is the, how dark is the baby going to be? Yeah. So I can say that with their mouth. Yeah, I think like someone, it's normal. I, I think someone who's raised in a very different kind of environment. That's so wild. Who has a, a, a heightened sense of self. I think would feel very comfortable asking that. Same way. But even like. Same way. Someone telling you, I'm from South, I'm from Hackney. And you've been like, we're going to have a problem with you, aren't we? That's like, what do you remember? I think it was last year. 
when she did that. Right. Hold up. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what's the attitude towards her like this year? Has it been the same or? Changed? I think it's the same old, same old. You know, lots of tabloids saying all sorts of things. I think this year, of course, her documentary is coming out. Her oh, and, there's her another documentary. Yeah, two part, two volumes um, coming out this yeah this month, which will detail what their experience was like leaving. Of course, they've never really told their side of the story. They did a, they did an interview, but that just spoke about some of the reasons. But they didn't do a full sort of here's why we so left. They're doing like a full Netflix reality. Deep dive. It's not so much. Re- I don't think it's a reality show or anything like that. It's more. It's a documentary. It's a documentary, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that should be interesting, because um, we've heard a lot about them from the media. You know, mm-hmm. saying this is what happened. She's this Pinocchio princess. All these sort of things. Um, and this is their chance to sort of give their own perspective, which I'm I'm looking forward to watching actually. I feel like they've had a lot of chances to give their perspective. Not really. I think it's. It, I, I think mean, they choose. They choose when they want to give and when they don't want to give. Of course, all I can remember them. All I can remember them saying though is in that Oprah interview. That that's the only period I can point to where I can say they said anything. Yeah, but every other time they're like, shut the media out. Like we don't want you. Don't talk to us. Blah blah blah. So obviously the media's gonna write whatever they care. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, she 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 spoke about privacy actually. Yeah. Did you see that clip? Oh, I didn't see a clip, but I know that's like a thing for them. Yeah, which was really fascinating because people always say stuff like, "Oh yeah, but you're a royal, you're part of the royal family, or you you kind of elected for this life, so you should just just like get used I to mean, like people invading your privacy." Family literally did not elect for their life; they were literally born into the family. Well, she did, and that she married into okay. it, right? So, so the the argument was that you married into this institution. Mm-hmm. You know, part of celebrity is us invading your intimacy, your privacy. And she made she made what I think is a very powerful point when she said, "Well." Imagine you have a picture, you have a phone and there's a picture of your baby and you kind of take the picture and you show people mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, that's beautiful. And you're like, thank you. And then they're like, give me your phone. Let me now look at every picture you've ever taken of your baby okay. and decide like, and just look at it. You know, and, and you're like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't yeah. want to show you my whole camera row. I, I, I want to show you the picture I just showed you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but you showed us one picture. So show us everything. Yeah. Like, why can't we have access to your whole phone? She was like, well, I feel comfortable showing you the one I showed you, but I don't want to show you everything else. Um, and she was saying this is the sort of relationship you, you have to have with the world. It's to yeah. say that here's the part of our lives we're comfortable showing and here's the parts we're not comfortable showing. And mm-hmm. it feels as though the argument from the media has been we are entitled and want every single part. Hence why they will camp outside of, outside of her house. You know, and I think it... It's, I think it might be a missed point because she said it and you know it was beautiful but I was hoping more people would take it because it I think it ought to change how we think about celebrity because there, I do think we think these folks are subhuman or superhuman yeah and that just like me I on Instagram share pictures I want to share but I would not such let such an honour sitting here with you here today Mike what do you mean because like obviously you're very well known you're an influencer thank you very and much like it's good, you, it's good that you recognise <laughs> but my point is I share what I want to share. I wouldn't feel comfortable if all my followers were like, I want access to every picture you've ever taken on your camera. Yeah. I'd be like, chill out. I'm not, I don't want that kind of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want some privacy. And so I think she's, in, she's entitled to that. And I think yeah. that's a fair point she's made. And, and I just think that's just something the media don't get. They're like, you know, if you show us one thing, we want everything. Yeah. And it's like, mm. and I, I would agree with that point. Um, but the only it's not even a disagreement it's just an acknowledgement that the media has always been that way and i feel like the way the story has been framed is like they're so on megan markle but i feel like they've literally like this is what the media does like they hound people they follow people they twist stories they make up lines to make it eye catching or whatever but there seems to be like a, oh they're attacking us personally and i don't think that's the case i feel like the media like the media don't actually care about individuals that much they literally I, yeah. they choose what is going to get them the views, get them the story. Like they're not that invested in whether you're this or you're that. I disagree. Um, I agree on one part, which is that, of course, from a, on a business level, mm-hmm. the media is interested in what sells, what's yeah. interesting, what, what people will click on. But I think the UK has a unique history as well in that it, there is an institutional obsession with the royal family. Yeah, People love to watch them, think about them, talk about them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is why there is a large market for royal family content, yeah. which in turn would back up your point, right? But I also think there is a odd fetish and obsession with her, 
um, because of her biracialness, because of the fact that she actually speaks her mind, she seems confident, she seems self-assured. And, you know, she's taken a few of the newspapers to court and won. Mm-hmm. And so there's that kind of bad blood there as well. You know, when you're forced to pay whatever million or whatever it is because of her taking you to court, yeah. I think there's also a sense of, oh, really? Watch what we can do to you. We'll tarnish your image. We'll tarnish. I think that's also there. And I think it would be a misreading to see the media landscape as a, as a kind of solely capitalistic kind of profit striking thing. It's, it's also, you know, there, there are editors. Editors are human. And so they're not just rational, logical, money-seeking, mm-hmm. whatever. They, they, they also have vendettas. They have mm-hmm. agency. They protect their friends. They respond to lobbying. I mean, you know, famously, Tony Blair made, made friends with the Sun newspaper before the, before the general elections. And, and they, you know, they, they, they supported him and them supporting him in a, in a large part led to his, his eventual victory. So much so that the Sun newspaper published that famous title, It Was the Sun What Won It. You know, which which was their way of saying like we, we us backing Tony Blair is what, is what made this possible. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just like a sole business decision. That was, you know, it's part of them understanding the power they wield to kind of set narratives and control yeah. the conversation. So I think, I think in part that's something we have to take into account as well. Is that with Meghan, there is a odd. I mean, case in point, Piers Morgan, right? It's yeah, odd his obsession. Weird. It's kind of like, like it's really it was funny weird. at first, and then it's like this yeah. is a bit odd. And even when he got his his new show started this year as well. Great <laughs> yeah. part of the highlights. His new show, I think I watched maybe like the first ten minutes of it. Not even the first show, and it was just like all it's just cultural stuff. Again, yeah, right? and it's just the same stuff. It's like okay, yeah, Piers, we get it. Like get a new story. Have you, have you have you tuned in recently? No, is it is it back on the up? It's got half a million subscribers now. Is that high? I don't know what that it's is. It's very high. Oh, okay. He was like he was lagging on like sixty four for thousand for a long time. Yeah, and then he just started scoring these big interviews. But does he talk West. about other things? Um, because I feel like I, I used to watch Good Morning Britain. I was an avid Good Morning Britain fan, <laughs> just because of Piers Morgan. Right? I liked the back and forth. And when he left, it just seemed like it's all one perspective. It's all I'm not going to say the other presenters' names, but it was just very lackluster. Right? Um, <laughs> to give her props oh that's not why i wasn't giving props you know they oh, say if snap. you don't have anything nice to say it's christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, but, it, so it, it, it is watching. it is yeah so i imagine there would be an audience that would want to start watching him because he left yeah it, it, i mean it's interesting it, it is similar i would love to see the breakdown of like what because it's a global show right so i'd love to see what country what the country split is because i think in the, in the uk we're sort of tired of him, but maybe that's me speaking too frankly. I think in Australia, they like him. Australians, I've learned this year, are very vocal on their political views yeah, yeah. and very like conservative. Remember, they have mandated voting. They, I mean, it's a very, oh, yeah, really? it's a very switched on. Yeah, you have to vote there. It's, it's illegal not to. Oh. So they, so they have like, um, they have like a little, a very switched on kind of populist generally. But um, What's interesting is, so Piers Morgan has been getting lots of um, high profile guests. You know, you had Kanye West, Jordan Peterson, he had the okay. head of like, um, you know, Andrew Tate, like, you know, a lot of sort of big players who who are controversial. And that's been, so he's talking about the same things, but he's got bigger guests. And okay. I think that's what's really driving the growth. I get that. And I actually have heard a lot of people, not necessarily moving from left to right, but becoming like more moderate in their stance not even becoming more moderate but like recognizing their moderateness and part of it i felt like it sounded wrong in context (laughs) yeah yeah i guess um but recognizing that um, off of these like conversations let it go (laughs) (laughs) trying to solve it in my head recognizing off these conversations that happen like centrality on that side sorry Recognizing their centrality, as in they're in the center. Sorry, carry on, carry on. Thanks for the explanation. It's you mentioned okay. Andrew Tate. Yeah. Now I don't fan? actually know a lot about this man, but yeah. I hear so much in the the ether. Yeah. Um, about his his views. Unfortunately, I don't know much about him either. I do know what I need to know, which is that he's a sort of um, or he was a sort of figure that broke out 
um, online on social media through saying sort of ridiculous things, hyperbo- hyperbolic things. Some of the things were like true, you know, or like kind of conventional wisdom, but wrapped in this sort of punk, like ego, punk, you know, rallying against the machine sort of vibe. So he would say these things that were like, you know, wow. And then he said like openly misogynistic things as well and sort of homophobic things. And of course, all of that is a recipe for staying out on social media. Yeah. You know, social media rewards these sort of people. You know, mm-hmm. they say outlandish things, they get the shares. Um, and so he just sort of, you know, got really famous and then sort of, I think started selling an online course on like becoming great or making money, something like this. Um, but naturally, when you start, you know, you, you know, however you start, you have to keep one up in yeah. yourself, right? To keep, to keep relevant. So, because he started on this trend of, you know, saying outlandish things, I think he just got to the stage where he Has went to too far. Okay. Um, and that's when you know, his account started getting blocked and he started getting to the of social media. Um, and now he's sort of back, I think he's back on Twitter and, and there's sort of, you know, he's still making sense of what's going to happen with him. But um, that that you know, it was a very epic rise, and I think it was a, it was an equally quick crash, and um, it will be fascinating to see Sounds what he like does. Our economy. <laughs> Why well, our economy has been a very long cost of slow. living crisis. Yeah, it, we we fell. No, but quickly. I thought the the main kind of, uh, I guess pre pre something. The thing that comes before the fall. The prelude. Yes, that's it. The prelude was like all the um, money and stuff that the government was giving out. <laughs> the, the government was giving out like during COVID and like furloughing and all that stuff. Apparently no, that was I, like a- Well, the whole world had that. Okay. Everyone has some sort of scheme. It, it, it's it's Rishi Sunak and um, sorry, it's- Liz um, Trust. Liz Trust's budget. No, I don't think it's- Because the, the market was already like, like, I feel like they just were a catalyst, but like it was already trending that way anyway. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think- the whole economy is bad because they gave out this one budget thing. Like, I feel like it was already bad. Mm, uh, no, like energy I, I, was already an issue before they were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we had issues, uh, but every economy has issues. Mm-hmm. It's not as though a good economy is one without issues. So there were definitely pressures, and there were a bunch of yeah, you're right, a bunch of problems. Some more sustained than others, but it was undoubtedly that mini budget that sent the markets into overdrive. So we, you're right. We had because of what's happening in Russia, gas prices yeah. aren't, as, aren't mm-hmm. as cheap as they used to be. We don't really produce Brexit anything Brexit was already anymore. an issue as well with Brexit employees. Brexit was an issue, so it was in many ways the perfect storm. But they lit the match. Yeah, okay. They lit the match, um, and so you know, I think they are uniquely to blame in a way where you, you know normally you'd get away with saying like oh, it's a myriad of things. You know, there it's like they. <laughs> I don't know if I would say the, I would agree they're uniquely to blame. Oh, absolutely, they are to blame. Really? Yeah, because you can track the British pound before the mini budget and after. But a lot of the, <laughs> the the uncertainty that they caused was like, it was like fixable uncertainty, but it wasn't like, this is now, like all they had to do was say what they're gonna do or not gonna do. It was just about, cause we didn't know where they were going. Yeah, but 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 in, in like but trading, even- in trading terms, confidence has a price. Okay, yeah, that's true. And I think that's the kind of thing. So wh- wh- where, yeah, is a speech. It is it, 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 like marketeers watch. They they literally with a fine tooth comb they watch that mm-hmm. speech because because confidence has a price when you trade. Like you know, and and they fill the market with no confidence. Hence why you know we saw a plunging of the of the British pound. Yeah. Um. Is so I, I I take your point. Like you're right. There's definitely lots of different reasons. It wasn't just that, but that was the match. I think that lit everything else. Yep. COVID finished in 2022. Well, yeah, I, I, at least in terms of how we dealt with COVID, um, we all just had enough. Yeah. You know? M- maybe it was us learning about Boris Johnson, all these parties he, he was having, Matt Hancock. I don't even yeah. think, I think I was done with it before that. Okay, fair. I, I think that- But you're an anti-vaccine, the, no? No, I'm not. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm actually pro-vaccine. That's an um, odd position. I went to you're Kenya. pro-vaccine. What's you want that? everyone to have a vaccine. Uh, Most people, yeah. Odd thing as to be babies pro. why that's why all these illnesses are gone in england but it also means babies that uh, people don't have the develop the natural immunity or the actual kind of but I this is what i don't understand like vaccines are literally infecting you with the virus like that is natural immunity like i think people think that vaccines are like some chemical that's like poisoning your body like it's literally giving you the virus 
Well, one is one. There's lots of different types of vaccines. Not all of them contain strain uh, trains and the uh, strains of the virus. For the most part, they're all treating you to fight the virus when you get it. Mm-hmm. But they're not. Not all of them are giving you the. Um, <clears throat> none of them are giving you the sort of strain that's like some of them are essentially some, some of them are th- synth- synthetic strains okay. which means even when you get it your body won't be like fully capable to like of identifying yeah it. but i feel it's like the, it's only int- it's only this year that i heard oh a vaccine might not be a vaccine before this year vaccines were always vaccines and they always worked but now covid vaccine came and understandably it's like oh well it's not researched enough we don't know you might still get it i've never heard of vaccine that you take and you might still get it like well no yeah every vaccine has an efficacy. like there's obviously there's percentages but it's not yeah. like the general population might still get the the virus so COVID vaccine, I actually understand people not taking it because I took the first two. After that, I said, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be taking a vaccine every six months. It's not that deep. Um, but in general, like baby vaccines, like even I went to Kenya a few years ago and honestly, I took about 12, 12 injections because I had to because I was going with a charity. So if you didn't take it, you didn't travel. And also like the whole like no vaccine, no travel, that's not a new thing. Like there are lots of countries where if you don't have a vaccine, you can't enter. <laughs> so you're very passionate about so, this. No, I'm... I- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it comes across as I'm passionate. Me, as for me and my household. Who are you talking to? <laughs> um, but that's not even what we're talking about. As for COVID, I was done with COVID a long time ago. Vaccine or no vaccine, yeah, I'm done. At this point, if 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 like there was a another, there was even like a monkeypox scare okay, or something. I have a few questions. Why are you speaking in Nigerian accent? That's the first thing. Because like, I'm Nigerian. That was it. But that's not how you talk. That's how I talk. What the hell? You go, if there was a COVID vaccine. Sorry, I feel like you're actually attacking my culture and my heritage. <laughs> I'm actually Nigerian as Read well. the room. I, I, just, I, just, I just find that fascinating. I was like, why is she with a Nigerian accent? <laughs> Maybe because I'm passionate. Fair. That is interesting. That this that is happens, a normal thing. When people get passionate, they just switch into a different accent. <laughs> Maybe I feel like if you spent more time around me, you would have heard this before. I have. I, I was just thinking about it as you were speaking. I was like, "Why is she speaking in a Nigerian accent? Like this is not how she normally talks." This right? is how I talk. No, now you're talking how you talk. But you're like, ah, if there was a vaccine, like if. Was- <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. I have dual nationality. I am Nigerian. Just, just like and it, I'm just British. like Mrs. Ngozi. So, uh, no, <laughs> she's culturally appropriating. Whoa. My culture. Okay. I hope she sees it. What's, 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 what's she going to do? Move your hair. <laughs> just to the, to the side. Sorry, you're saying. Thing is, I'm actually not trying to fight anyone. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. So. I mean, I think it's time for another Christmas joke. Okay, cool. I think we probably have time for one more question. Okay. Cool. Let's see a good one. Who is never hungry at Christmas? Who is never hungry at Christmas? Hmm. I feel like I should, I feel like I should know this. Oh, Mrs. Claus? No. The turkey. He's always stuffed. It's quite good. <laughs> Can I have one more? Sure. Um, I'm trying to find a good one. What do you call an elf that runs away from Santa's workshop? A runaway elf? A rebel without a clause. <laughs> That's quite good. <laughs> I think we should do another one. <laughs> These are actually okay. quite good. Okay, one more. Okay, um, yeah, one more. Cause they strike me more as like wordplay though than they are jokes. Uh, I guess. You have to okay. be so serious, gosh. Sorry. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? We've done this one. Uh, oh, Frostbite. just... Uh, I was going to say just pretend like you don't know the answer. Oh, sorry. First bites. I, I do have another one, which is what do you get when you cross... Um, a teacher with a vampire. I don't know. Blood tests. <laughs> it's not Christmassy though, so it doesn't count. True. I was about to say vampires, but they're not Christmassy. Neither are. Oh, snowmen out. No, blood tests. A teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay. 
So, what are you looking forward to going into into the new year? Yeah, I'm looking forward to our next prime minister. <laughs> um, next prime minister of the month. <laughs> imagine. I don't know. I think I think we've had a lot of turbulence this year, mm. and of course, next year is the, sort of the you know the the year before a uh, general election, but um, a general election year. But I I just I just want some kind of normalcy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is what Joe Biden brought to America, just like calm and yeah. business as usual. I think we need a bit of that because it's just, it's just been a lot mm-hmm. this year, you know. And I just think collectively, as I approach the se- uh, end of December, I'm just tired. Mm. I'm just like, I just need to have a three week hard reset, come back with a new vision, yeah, fresh eyes, and and um and 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 see what see what happens from there. I know it sounds a bit boring that I'm looking forward to like boring, but I I, I think we all want a period of just. Just like normal journalism, where you're writing about like interesting stories that yeah. you're having to dig deep. Like one mum in like Scotts Lane did do, something. Do you know what I mean? Because right now it's just Donald Trump. This happened here. Yeah, this, and it's, it's, it's a lot. It's interesting you say that because I was telling my friends recently that I actually see life getting much harder in the next few months. For you. <sighs> For. The general population. It's not a curse. I was about to be like, uh. (laughs) It's not a curse. All right, fortune teller. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If anything, like, more so for, like, working. I think it's the whole, like, working class versus, like, super rich. Like, I think life is going to get, for people where life is hard, it's going to get harder. Um, I just, I don't have a, uh, an economic brain or I just sense it in my spirit. I feel like <laughs> things are not going our way, but I'm a woman of faith and I know that in all things, I'm going to be fine. So, so you're right. <laughs> but <laughs> if we you all would like ju- the same level of we, peace. We all should just worry about no, the pain that's coming. come talk to me and i let you know how you have this. That is news. one way to, to solicit, um, <laughs> he that hasn't here, let him hear. <laughs> well, thanks for this. This is this has been the, the best Christmas. I've got to have a muffin, cup of tea, of course. I think next time you should definitely endeavour to come with like a Christmas hat or something. I mean, I, I do have a hat. Like Stick I said. a Christmas on the on the. Should I just put? I could, I, I'll get someone to put <laughs> a, a hat. On Post me. editing. <laughs> it's a Christmas hat. Just track my movements. Well, thanks for this. This was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I hope you guys have a great Christmas and a great New Year. And peace going forward.